John chapter 7, verse 37. John chapter 7, verse 37. This will be uh, part two tonight of a message we began last Wednesday night entitled Rivers of Living Water. Rivers of Living Water. This is part two. Everybody there? In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly, his heart, shall flow rivers of living water. We want that, don't we? You know, it's, 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 that's what we want coming out of our heart, those rivers of living water. Uh, other things can come out of our heart, Jesus taught. And uh, we don't want that other stuff coming out of our heart. We want the rivers of living water coming out of our hearts. But it's an amazing thing, and I won't get into this as I did last week. This was the Feast of Tabernacles, and that last day, the great day, was actually the eighth day. When you study this in Genesis and Leviticus, it was the Feast of Tabernacles, and there was seven days, then there was an eighth day. And all of that, when you see that eighth day in the Scriptures, like on the eighth day, the boy, little baby boys had to be circumcised, That all of that points to the eighth day, the 8,000th year, which will be the new beginning for all eternity. And so that is what this is representing. And, and if you missed last Wednesday, please go back and listen as you'll see uh, how it, this ties in with the, the Feast of Tabernacles and, and, and some of what that meant. I won't get into that tonight. Tonight I want us to really look at the manifestation and the fruit and what it looks like, some of the things it looks like when we're actually uh, partaking of these waters, these rivers of living waters, what it really means when we're experiencing drinking from the rock who is Christ. He's our rock. He's our rock of ages. In the old covenant, the Moses struck the rock and out came water to feed probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of animals and, and a couple of million or so people. I mean, uh, it wasn't just a stream that came out of that rock. It was it was a massive amount of water that came out of that rock, and it was representative of our Jesus Christ. And Paul tells the church in Corinth that we drink of the same spiritual drink they drank of back then. That rock they drank of was Christ. He is the rock of ages. He was on the cross. He was pierced by our sin, and therefore, we drink the rivers of living water that flow from his death. That's what it means to believe upon Jesus as the scriptures have said. Because that's what he was portrayed as all throughout the scriptures was to come and be our redeemer. A dried, weary land full of people who were lost and dry in a desert. And we needed water. We needed life. We needed, we needed spiritual sustenance, and we couldn't have it till Jesus came. The people in the old covenant couldn't even go to heaven when they died. They had to go to a place called paradise where they had to be held temporarily until Jesus would come, lay his life down, and the true rivers of life would be able to flow 
and he could go get them and give them true drink and get them out. So let's look tonight for a few minutes if we can. In John chapter 4, this same book, back three chapters, John chapter 4, and we'll look at the woman at the well. This is a, a pot. We've all heard this story a thousand times, but to me it just gets better. It just gets better and better because it's about our Jesus, and it's about what happened to a woman sitting at the well who came to a well after physical water and went home with spiritual water. My goodness, that's a good story. I'm talking about, you'll see in this story where she did take a drink of Jesus and when she did, she forgot even why she came there. She dropped her bucket and went running back to town because she done got a drink of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want a drink of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want a <laughs> drink of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we can drink of Him. We can learn to drink of Him moment by moment. We don't have to have dry spells. That's all up to us. God doesn't put us in dry spells. We put ourselves in dry spells. We don't have to live in dry spells. We shouldn't be drinking occasionally. We should live at the well. We should live drinking. Every moment of our lives, we should be living and drinking of Jesus, our rock. Amen. John chapter 4, verse 1, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples did the baptizing, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then come he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. That means it was high noon, and it was hot. There comes a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. You see, he already had her attention because Jews didn't have anything to do with Samaritans. And there he was at the well asking her for a drink. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He always knew what he was doing. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, Give me to drink, you would have asked of him, and he would have given you Living water. Think about that. And I know you probably have thought about before. In that day, if you would have been sitting at the well, coming after water, high noon, scorching heat, and this Jew comes along and asks you for a, for a drink of water, you would have been shocked as she was. But he got her attention. That way, he got, that, he got her attention through that immediately. A Jew 
having something to do with her. So that, that got her attention. You know, in the world we live in today, when you have something to do with somebody, that gets their attention. Because in the world we live in today, people will walk right by people and not even acknowledge them. A lot of times, even when they're in trouble. If you have something, if you give of yourself to someone in some way, you get their attention. Especially today. But it was that way for sure in this day. Because you can read stories about Jesus even calling people that were not Jews dogs. He called them dogs. It was just something they called the Samaritans. And other nations that weren't Jews. You know the story of the woman in Matthew that comes and says, uh, you know, she's crying out, son of David, uh, uh, you know, I've got a daughter, I think it is, that's vexed with devils. And, and uh, the, the, the disciples say, tell her to stop, tell her to go on, she won't quit. And, and uh, she makes it to Jesus finally and, and asks him. And he says, you know, it's not, it's not proper for the bread for Israel to be given to the dogs. And she says, but even the dogs, master, eat, from the, eat the crumbs from, from the master's table. And Jesus said, I've not seen faith like that. Great is your faith. Great is your faith. Which proves to us that Jesus came to save everybody. Even you and me. Aren't you thankful? But Jesus said to her, let's read it again, powerful words he spoke here in verse 10. If you knew the gift of God, and he tells what the gift of God is, it's him. Who it is that says to you, give me to drink. You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said unto him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then have you that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever will drink, whosoever will drink, Whosoever will drink of the water that I will give him will never thirst. But the water that I will give him will be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to draw. And if you read the rest of the story, which we will not do for the sake of time, she realized he was a prophet. He comes right out and tells her he's the Christ. He's the Messiah. He tells her, I'm the one. She's like, we're waiting on the one. He says, I am the one. And she believes him. She believes him. She gets a drink of Jesus. To the point she drops her bucket. She runs to town. But see, that's what you do when you're drinking of Christ. When you're drinking of Christ, you're talking about Christ. Because that's what's coming out of the heart. 
The manifestation of you drinking of the living waters who is Christ. That's what you're talking about. That's what your desire is to be all about when you're drinking Christ. And she drops her bucket. She runs to town. She tells others they come with her to see this great prophet she's told them is out there. And eventually they believe him too. Not because she said it, they say. We believe him because we heard him our own selves. <laughs> Giving you no credit, woman. <laughs> but they believed with their own heart because they saw him and heard him themselves. But I want to say something about verse 14 tonight. The first time we ever drank of Jesus, we received the well. We received the well. Jesus, in John chapter 7, the Bible says there, we didn't read verse 39 earlier, but what he was talking about, believing on him as the scriptures has said, and out of our heart shall flow rivers of living water. The Bible there in verse 39 says he's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, who is God, dwells in our hearts. We were given the third person of the Godhead when we were born again. The Holy Spirit is God. Can I say it one more time? The Holy Spirit is God. We met a woman Saturday at the high-rise apartments who said the Holy Spirit is not God. The Lord's been ministering to me concerning all that these last few days. And, and, and to this morning, I believe the Lord showed me that if the Holy Spirit was not God, is not God, then Jesus did not save us from our sins. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 9 and 14 that the eternal Spirit, Jesus shed His blood through the eternal Spirit. And that means the Spirit is eternal. And to be eternal, you must be God. We have eternal life. Uh, that means from now on. But there is only one who is eternal with no beginning and no end. That is what eternity means, no beginning and no end. And that is God. He's the only one that has no beginning and no end. So the Holy Spirit is God. And He dwells within us. And when we believed upon Christ, we received the Spirit of God. And there's other places in the Bible that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, is, is described as water. And when we received the Holy Spirit, we received a whale, Jesus says, a, a, a water that will be, we, Jesus would give us water and it would be in us like a whale of water springing up into everlasting life. And we talked a little bit about this Monday night in prayer and it never really hit me till Chastity was saying something Monday night. The Lord just reminded me of what a whale really is. A whale, and, and, and he reminded me sitting right here Monday night that a whale is something that exists like we have a whale at our house. And it exists because it's tapped into a river. When they dug our whale in 2001, it's a 40-foot shallow whale, and my Noah was a little fella in 2001. What would that have made him? About six or five. And so the man let us get up on his trailer, which was right beside the hole they were digging for the whale, and he shined his light 
bright spotlight down in that hole. And down in the hole at the bottom, there was a river running through. I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen it. Hadn't seen anything like it since. It was running water. And that's what a whale is. A whale is not something that pumps up some water that's just sitting still, stagnant down there. A whale is tapped into some, what are those things called? Aquifers. Aquifer. That's hard for me. Don't even sound right, does it? Aquifer. But it's water that's running under the earth, and a whale is tapped into that river. And we've been given a whale. Let me read it again. Whosoever will drink of the water. How many of you have drank of the water? When you got saved, you took your first drink. When you were born again, it's because you drank that that gave you life. Amen. You believed in Christ and what he did at Calvary. And you took a drink of the rock, the water that flowed from the pierced rock of ages. And you received everlasting life. Whosoever will drink of the water that I will give him will never thirst. Now let me say this tonight. you got to be drinking not to thirst. you got to be drinking not to thirst. Let me say it again. you got to be drinking not to thirst. You don't have to always be drinking, but you can always be drinking. And to be drinking, you got to be believing. How often do I want to drink? All the time. What do I have to do to drink? i got to be believing on Jesus, as the Scriptures has said. How often? All the time. Moment a moment. I need to be drinking all the time. All the time. Because, and we know it's true. We know it's true because if Paul told the church in Corinth that they could be, that many were weak, sickly and dying prematurely because they weren't discerning the Lord's body. That means they weren't believing properly any longer concerning the body of Christ, what he did at Calvary. And if you're weak, sick, and dying prematurely, you're not drinking. You're not drinking. Amen, Brother Curtis. You're not drinking if you're weak, sick, and dying prematurely. So you got to be believing to be drinking. Amen. You don't, you're not just drinking. You have access to the well. Amen. You have access to be drinking every moment of your life. But I know I can speak personally to myself. I, I mean, I don't drink every minute. You know, there's this thing called self that rises up. More often than I'd like to get up here and admit. Selfish. Selfish. And, and I'm, you know, and only time I'm drinking the water that's offered me is while I'm believing. And it's not just believing anything. It's believing on Christ as the Scriptures speak of Christ. Amen. Whosoever will drink of the water that I will give him will never thirst. When? While he's drinking. You won't thirst when you're drinking. Your thirst is being quenched while you're drinking. Amen. But the water that I will give him will be in him a well of water. 
We've been living out there where we're living. Well, that well was tapped in 2001. It's still pumping water. We got a more sure well than that thing out there. The water that I will give him will be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. You know, Paul told Timothy, lay hold on that eternal life you have. He needed to be told. I need to be told. Lay hold on it. How do I lay hold on it? Believe in the one who is my eternal life, Jesus. And it's not just saying, well, of course I'm believing him. No, you got to press in and believe him. Amen. Pretty powerful. There is a scripture in Isaiah 12 in verse 3. Pulled from the old covenant through the prophet Isaiah, the Bible says in chapter 12, verse 3, Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. You know, when you're having a bad time, all you got to do is realize Jesus paid it all for me. This is why, this is one of the reasons the Holy Spirit delivers us who are alive always unto the death of Jesus because there's where the fountain of water comes from. You understand that? I've been talking about that verse a while and I hope y'all are looking at it in your own time and I hope you're praying about it and I hope you're seeing what I'm seeing. The Holy Spirit, it's 2 Corinthians 4 uh, uh, 11, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit always delivers us who are alive unto death. And it tells why. So that we can express the life of Christ even in our right now, mortal bodies. That tells me the fountain that I drink from, my, this well is the well of my salvation. And the Holy Spirit will never stop pointing me to Calvary because he never wants me to stop drinking. There's no other drinking place. Hallelujah. Isaiah said, therefore, with joy. What joy is that? The joy that Jesus endured the cross for us to be able to have. Hallelujah. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. The wells of what? Salvation. The wells of salvation. If you're drinking from the well of salvation, coming out of your heart is the fruit of your salvation. Amen, Brother Curtis. That's what we're here for. We're not here for any other reason on the earth except to express through, the, through bearing the fruit of our salvation. We're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. 1 Peter 1.5. Hmm. Now, let's look at one more verse before I send you on a, a big Bible verse, Goose Chase. Revelation 22.1, talking about a pure river of water of life. Revelation 22 and 1, and he showed me, John said, the Lord showed him a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal. Proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. This is a this was something that the Lord showed John that's coming when the new Jerusalem comes and sets down on the eighth day. After the seven thousand year period, which we're very close to entering the initial the, the door of the seven thousand year period, is when Christ comes, saves Israel, and we reign with him for a thousand years. We're 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 just a few years away from that. 
The rapture, we're probably a few moments away from that. But there will be a pure river of life, water of life, clear as crystal. Won't be no need to look for it. See, is there anything in the water? Ain't nothing in it. It's clear. It's perfect. And it's proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. If there ain't no lamb there, there ain't no river of water of life there because it takes the lamb. And I wanted to just put this scripture in here tonight for us because that is a coming physical uh, place in Jerusalem where it, the, this river will flow out of the throne of God and the Lamb. There will be a tree of life right in the middle, and it will be uh, the tree of life on both sides of the river, uh, 12 different fruits for 12 months a year, and people will eat the leaves off the tree and get well. That's coming. That's coming. It's not far away. But now, I want us to look tonight at, let me see, one, two, three, three things that are really, uh, and, and there's probably even more, a lot more. But these three things I want to talk about with Scripture tonight are, are some of the main things that will be in your life if you're drinking. If you're drinking. Not if you're going to church, uh, but if you're drinking. I mean, going to church could be a part of you actually drinking. I looked up online, as I do many times, just to see what these people say about different things, and you'd be amazed. I mean, I'm not shocked anymore that people, uh, preachers and teachers, are out there by the drove talking about what you need to be doing to be drinking. You don't do anything to drink. You believe what he did to drink. You don't do anything, and there's all sorts of articles and, that tell you if you if you do this, you'll be drinking. If you do this, you drink. You do this to drink. You don't do anything to drink. You believe upon Jesus, as the Scriptures has said. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Amen. That means what the Spirit of God really, it means what the Spirit of God uh, is doing in you, you will then be working out as fruit. That's what that means. So the first thing, and so, so make sure you understand, and I know you do in a church like this, you don't do something to be found drinking. The things that I'm about to read to you are in your life because you are drinking. Of the Lord, because you are trusting and believing. That's the same thing, but it's an active, that's a verb. You are literally trusting in Christ. You're learning to trust in Him moment by moment. This is not a coincidental thing. This is not just a Curtis thing, this moment by moment thing. We started saying that many months ago, and then the Lord showed us, Job, that how God is trying us every moment. This is not a Curtis thing. This is not a, a just a, whoo, look at, the, look at us. No, this is a God thing, drawing His people to the place where we can literally learn, I said learn, Learn, I said, learn to walk with him moment by moment. That's what he wants. I did a special uh, broadcast yesterday, about 19 or 20 minutes, uh, called Moment by Moment. And in that broadcast, I said, how often do I need God's perfect strength made perfect or his, his strength made perfect in my weakness? 
How often do I need His mercy? How often do I need His grace? How often do I need His wisdom? Without fail, I need Him all the time. What is that? That is moment by moment. Nobody does that perfectly, but we could be striving for that. Amen? We could want that. We could long for that. And it could be more than, Lord, I long for it. It could be a longing from the heart where we actually experience more of Him. More of Him. Amen? This message of the cross is, is what God is doing. It's what God is saying. That's what he's always been saying. That's what he's always been doing. But he's showing you and I great scriptural truths that will hold our attention in the place where we can actually not just be with him, get this, not just walk with him, but be able to, if we're beholding what he is showing us, as in a glass mirror, watch him change us. You get to watch God changing you. As in a glass mirror, you get to watch him changing you into that image of Christ, crucified. So the first one we'll talk about with a couple of Bible verses tonight is prayer. If you're drinking, if you're partaking of the waters, meaning you are trusting in Christ, you are trusting in him. Amen. I'm not talking about what you say. I'm talking about you are trusting in Him. You're learning to trust in Him. You know, there comes a time when you get tired of getting slapped upside the head by your own selfishness. Amen? I'm not talking about other people. I'm talking about you get tired of getting slapped, clubbed upside your head by your own selfishness. So you're like, okay, Lord, I, I, this is getting ridiculous. And, you, and, I mean, and, I mean, it's like you learn from your mistakes. So, you know, Lord, I, I, I need to be more cautious. I need to be more aware of what's going on. So when they say this or they do this, I don't reach out and choke them and then say, man, I've done it again. I've done it again. I need to be more aware of my situation. I, I, I need to be more aware of who I am in him and that he is with me. He's never going anywhere. He's here to help me. I need to become more aware of this. Amen? It's a reality. It can happen. You'll never be perfect, but you can draw closer to Him. The Bible says that it's impossible to please Him without faith. But those that come to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder to those that... Say it again. Diligently. Diligently. That means more and more and more and more without less, less breaks. I need less breaks. I need less breaks with the Lord. I, I need to stay in it more with the Lord. You get tired of clubbing yourself over the head with a big club of me, me, me. So when we're drinking of these waters of life, when we're partaking of our Savior, we're going to be people of prayer. You're going to be praying. You're going to find yourself praying more than ever before. Jude, verse 20. Not one chapter, Marissa. That's why I didn't say chapter 1. Jude, verse 20. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. 
Remember, the Holy Spirit is what Jesus was talking about when he talked about living waters. So when you're drinking, you're going to be praying in the Spirit. That's one result of drinking. You're going to be praying in the Spirit. You're not going to pray in the Spirit so you can drink. You're going to pray in the Spirit because you're drinking. Second one, Romans 8 and 26. Moving through the Scriptures this evening. We'll let you get out early. Go to Dairy Queen. I'm kidding. I know y'all eat at McDonald's. Huh? Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. The Spirit does. Remember the Spirit? The Holy Spirit is what is Jesus called these living waters. These living waters. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, and it should be Himself, makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That's what happens when you're drinking. That's one of the manifestations of you drinking. You praying in the Spirit. You're praying. Holy Spirit knows what you don't know. Holy Spirit's God. And it takes the Holy Spirit to have rivers of living water. See, this goes right along. What Jesus taught goes right along with what Paul wrote in Romans 8, 2 about the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. He's, he's, he's confined himself, God has, to a law, new covenant law. The, the Spirit of life is God. And he only works in Christ Jesus. That means the rivers of living water are only experienced in Christ Jesus. So see how this ties in with our five or six lessons we had on being found in Christ. Because while I'm being found in him, I'm drinking. When I'm found in him, I'm, I'm not drinking if I'm not found in him. If I'm found walking in my flesh, I'm not drinking. But I have access to the well. Hallelujah. At any time, I can stop drinking and eating big pieces of stupid, and I can start drinking again. I can start believing on Christ. All Christians say they believe in Jesus, but are they trusting in him right now? Right now. Right now. We need to learn to trust him more. Can I get a witness? I'm talking about myself. We need to learn to trust him more. I want more. And here's what I want. When I say I want more of the Lord, here's what I mean. I want more often. That's what I mean. I want more often to be found believing, to be found drinking. Because if I am, then I'm going to be found literally finding an increase of prayer in my life. Then I might get closer and closer to what it means. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Amen. You got to drink. Thank God for the message of the cross because without it, without it, folk don't know what it means to drink. You heard what I preached Sunday morning and that bunch of that fanaticism out there, they're not drinking. They are not drinking. You're, if you're, you have to have your faith anchored in the death of Jesus to drink. That water only flows out of that pierced rock. Mm. Number two is worship. If you're drinking, you're going to worship. If you're drinking, you're going to worship. There ain't no question about it. 
Because if, if out of your belly is flowing rivers of living water, that is a manifestation, not of some water coming out of you, but the river of life, the Holy Spirit stirring you to worship your God. Pray to your God. Worship your God. Here's a couple of scriptures, Philippians 3 and 3. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit. This is talking about rivers of living water. We're drinking, and therefore, because we're drinking of the Lord, we're, we're, we're drinking these waters of life, then we are worshiping God in the Spirit. So you have to worship God in the Spirit, or it's not worship to God. Amen? We'll see it in a minute. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit. And rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Oh, 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 boy. You need to go home and read that. Study that verse alone tonight. Look at it. We are the circumcision. Okay, what about us? What, what does that mean? That means we're the ones which worship God in the spirit. Not circumcision made with men's hands, but the circumcision of the heart made by Christ for us at Calvary. He cut covenant. Amen. We're circumcision. We're his circumcision. Which worship God in the spirit, and the result of worshiping God in the spirit is rejoicing in Christ Jesus. And the result of this worship is having no confidence in the flesh. That right there proves that your faith is in the sacrifice. Because if it's not, your confidence is in what you're doing. Your confidence is in your flesh. If your faith is not in what he did in his flesh, then your faith is in what you're doing in your flesh. Amen, Brother Curtis. Hallelujah to the Lamb. So let's read it again. Oh, it's much more prettier tonight than it was when I read it this morning. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. And have no confidence in the flesh. In means in somewhere, in something, a location. Our worship is in the Spirit. And our rejoicing is in Christ Jesus. And our confidence is in Him and not in our flesh. Which also proves that it can't be what I do that allows me to drink. It's me drinking that allows me to do what I do. That's Him, the Holy Spirit, rivers of living water flowing out of me in prayer and worship. That's what rivers of living water do. But just because I'm praying or in a worship service somewhere, doesn't mean that my faith is right because I could have my faith in what I'm actually doing. This is why most people don't like the messenger of the cross because it brings reality to where you are. I'm always amazed. I think about it almost daily. Jesus said, Israel killed the prophets but they wrote about me. He killed, they killed the prophets, but they wrote about me. Now think about that. Israel 
killed the prophets that constantly, 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 just like a cross-eyed preacher, constantly calls the people to repentance, calls them back to the cross. Calls it is this. We're gonna be talking about this pretty soon. I hope the spirit of Elijah calls the people back to the cross, back to the sacrifice, <clears throat> and they killed them. They killed them. People of that day didn't like the blood. They didn't like the blood. Just all the blood, all the blood. Imagine it. Imagine living in Israel as an Israelite. Nothing but blood. <coughs> Constant sacrifice. <coughs> I'm good. I got rivers of living water out of it. Think about it. Israel, remember Moses' wife, didn't circumcise the kid. And the Lord showed up and told Moses, I'm going to kill you if you don't circumcise him. Lord's serious about his covenant. But his wife said, you and your bloody God. Israel got sick of it. Israel was sick. Israel hated it. That's why they'd run off and give their kids to Satan called Molech and all. They, I'm sick of all that. If you get sick of what God's got going on, you'll do some dumb stuff. I'd never give my kids what you say. If you don't focus on what God's given you to focus on, you don't have any control over what you will or won't do. Somebody else does. All right. John 4, 23 and 24. Talking about worship. Talking about rivers of living water. Rivers of living water that take place in our lives when we're believing on Jesus as the Scriptures have said. A lot of people got a wrong Jesus today. I believe that woman we talked to last Saturday got a wrong Jesus. I didn't really know that, and I hate it that I told her what I told her. I said, well, at least we got the Jesus dying for us, right? And oh, we won't ever agree on that other stuff, I guess, because uh, I told her, though, I said, we, you know, you, 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 you believe what you believe, we, I believe what we believe, and, and I said, uh, well, we both can't be right. Thank you, Marissa. Thank you for that, sweet. Did you get you a drink out of this first? That's all right. We all you suck out the water hose at home together. Still might one day before it's all said and done. John 4 and 23, but the hour comes, Jesus tells this woman at the well, and now he is, when the true worshipers, my goodness, oh, Lord, let me be found in this group. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit. And in truth, because the Father seeks such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You see, it must be in spirit and in truth, meaning you must be born again first. In Romans 8 and 9, or 8 and, 8 and 9, I believe it is, says, if if Christ, if, if Christ dwells in you, you're in the Spirit. That's what the Bible says. You ever seen that in the Bible? Everybody know what I'm talking about. If Christ dwells in you, you're 
in the Spirit. You're not in the Spirit when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost. You're in the Spirit when you get saved. I'm glad I know that Bible verse. And you have to be in the Spirit to be able to worship. That means you have to have received the rivers, the, the, the well that's inside of you. And that whale is not literally physical water. That whale is symbolic of what the Holy Spirit is in you and what he can do in you, give you life, give you sustenance if you're drinking, if you're drinking. Again, Paul told Timothy, lay hold on that eternal life. You have it, but are you drinking? You have it, but are you laying hold on what you have? We don't moment by moment, but we want to more often. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit, meaning not only you have to be in the spirit, but it takes the Holy Spirit to worship God. When Jesus said, you can do nothing without me, that's what he's talking about. You can't do anything without faith in what I did at Calvary because that's the only thing, object of your faith that will allow my spirit to work in your life, the river of living water to flow in and through your life. Remember, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. All right, the third one, final one, if you're drinking, if you're drinking, you're going to have spiritual singing and praise. If you're drinking, you're going to be spiritually singing and praising. It has nothing to do with personality. It has nothing to do with anything. The first time I went into a so-called spirit-filled church, and I'd been a Baptist boy all my life, I didn't even know anything about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I didn't know anything about tongues. I was 33 or 35 or so, somewhere in there, before I ever even heard the word tongues in the Bible among church folk. And I walked in a church, me and Robin did, and man, there was big old bearded men up dancing, jumping up and down. I thought, what in the sound? I did. I thought, man, what is going on in here? I'd never seen anything like it in my life. This was church now. Men jumping up and down, doing that charismatic two-step, big beards hanging down. I'm like, and then... They took a break. They come up there and was hugging on everybody. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, and I come from a loving, hugging family. But, I mean, men hugging on men, I'm like, whoa. I mean, I, I'd never been around nothing like that. Never, ever. You know, you did, we didn't do that in the church I grew up in. We got together and we did a, little, a few little ritualistic things we did in the Baptist church. Went to the house. Men stood out on the front porch after church smoked. That's why, I mean, that's why I didn't know. I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything. I saved, but I still didn't know very much. And uh, I, I was seeing all these things that I wasn't aware of. I'd never been in a church where there was music and song like that. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? And, 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 but it was kind of exciting. It was kind of exciting. I'm one of them kind of exciting people, you know. Sometimes that ain't good. But, I mean, I'm one of them people, I eat something if you're eating it. 
no matter what it looks like. If you're eating it, I'll try it. Just one of them people, you know. Some people ain't like that. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. Here the Bible says, be not drunk with wine. Ephesians 5, 18. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now again, the Spirit is symbolic of rivers of living water. And here in the New Testament, we're having to be told to be filled. So these things don't just automatically happen. Be filled with the Spirit. And when you are, you, the, the, the fruit of it is you'll be speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks moment by moment, always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a result of drinking. It's a result of drinking rivers of living water because of you believing properly in Christ Jesus, what he did at Calvary. There's going to be rivers of living water rising. This is the Holy Spirit working, flowing out. The Bible says out of your heart. Out from your heart. Amen. If you're believing right, you'll be found drinking. And when you're drinking, you're going to have spiritual singing. Ain't got anything to do with personality. Ain't got anything to do with personality. Well, it's just not who I am. No, it's who you are now in Christ. It's who you will be if you're found drinking. Amen. We are called to change. Everybody know that? We're called to change. In that church we're in, I'd be standing there like this to praise and worship. Before you know it, I was like this. Before you know it, I was like... Before you know it, I was like this. Before you know it, I was like this. Before you know it, I was like this. Before you know it, I couldn't even be in the chairs. I had to go stand in the back. And I was dancing from one side of the room to the other. I was enjoying myself. I was happy. Man, I was happy that Jesus done saved me from all kind of stuff. Man, I was drinking, and it was, and I, I was thankful. The Lord done got a hold of me. And he done, he done, he done got me out of a, 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 a sinking ship of mess, and I was happy about it. I was thankful about it. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. One more, couple more verses tonight when it's talking about. Spiritual singing and praise. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I'm sorry, men, this ain't a woman thing. I hate that for you, but this is a, a Christian thing. We need to get delivered from ourself. Amen. We need to start drinking. I'm not talking about acting the fool. I'm talking about getting free. 
getting free of me. Amen. That's all right. I'm not worried. Y'all don't worry. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If you do, in all wisdom, you're going to end up telling somebody something good. You're going to end up teaching. You might not be teaching a class, but you're going to be teaching somebody somewhere. And admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. This is, what, this is a result of drinking. This is a, a result of rivers of living water flowing out of your innermost being. This is not something we do for attention. This is not something we do to make people look at us. This is something that happens because we're believing right. Last scripture, 1 Corinthians 14 and 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. That right there proves that praying in the Spirit means you're praying in other tongues. Because you're praying in other tongues in the Spirit, and then you're praying with your understanding. I know what I'm praying. Amen. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. But this is a result. These things are a result of rivers of living water flowing out of you, out of your innermost being, your heart. You, 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 you may not get up and sing a special, but you go have the melody of the Lord tuned up inside. You've heard Brother Larson say it for years, you know, like, mm-hmm, however he does that. That's what he's talking about. The result of drinking, which is the result of believing right. Believing right. Heart trusting in Christ crucified. Your union with him in death. Therefore, it's not about you anymore. I realized I need to be worshiping God. Hallelujah. The way the Bible says I need to be worshiping God. That's why Angela says, lift your hands. Hallelujah. The Bible says it. Lift holy hands. Are you condemned because you don't? No, but my Lord, you need to get you a bigger drink. Because you get... you you you. you you will eventually, you will eventually step in to these very manifestations of the Holy Spirit, who the Bible's talking about, the Holy Spirit. Rivers of living water. Jesus said, he's talking about the Holy Spirit flowing from your innermost being. What the Holy Spirit produces in and through your life because your faith is anchored in that rock that was pierced for you. Amen. So rivers of living water are there for us. We've been given a well. And let's go back one more. I've read it already. Isaiah 12 and 3. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. With joy, with pleasure, with excitement. With joy you will draw water. Out of the whales of salvation. The whales of salvation. The whales of salvation. Amen. 
The well is Jesus Christ. He's your Savior. He's that pierced rock that has a never-ending flood, gushing flood of living waters. And as long as I remain thirsty and I, and I continue to drink, then I will begin to see the fruit of not only these things we covered tonight, but other things as well. I mean, what did we think rivers of living water flowing out of our innermost being actually meant? Mean. What did we think that meant? Did we try to imagine that in some scientific Hollywood avenue? No, it's the Holy Spirit working in you and through you bringing forth the fruit of Him at work in you. Your faith, your believing in Jesus as the Scriptures have said. Amen? I want, I want to drink more. I want to drink more. I want more of these living waters that I have access to flowing out of my innermost being. It doesn't say stirring around in. It says, he, he said, they will flow out of your heart, your innermost being. I want more of that. I want more of that. Would you stand with me tonight? Because I know you want more of that. And I'm thankful we have access. We can have more of that. It's, it's not about getting comfortable and settled in and, and that this is good. I'm good. You know, you ask me, are you all right? I'm good. You know, no, we, we, there's, listen, we're either increasing and we're, we're, we're gaining Christ or we're backsliding. Standing still is backsliding. We need to keep, if we're believing right, there will be a move of the Holy Spirit. You, you're not, you can't avoid it. If my faith is anchored in Christ crucified, then there is a river flowing. You tapped into it when you got saved. But we need to be found drinking. When we rise in the morning, doesn't the Bible say that? Something about praising the Lord from the rising of the sun. Praising the Lord. Rivers of living water flowing out of us from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. That means moment by moment, all day long. Allowing. Don't dam up the rivers. Let them flow. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know what these things mean a little bit now. When you come out of the Baptist church into a supposed spirit-filled movement, it's a, it's a very dangerous thing to do. Because you don't really understand, most people don't, that you're not doing something to get rivers of living water to flow out of you. You have to be believing something for that to happen. And that's so important that you and I know that. And I know we do, and I'm thankful for that. Let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the reminders. We thank you for the awesome, awesome privilege we have of having your Holy Spirit dwell in us that one who is the river of life that one who is the river of life that flows out of that rock of ages our Savior the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah to the Lamb I thank you Lord for those rivers that we have access to that we can with great joy draw those waters out of that well of salvation. And I thank you, Lord, that there's never a moment that we do not have access. We can stop when we realize we're dry and we're thirsty. 
things don't really look like they need, they, they don't look like they need to be looking. Lord, help us to realize it means I need to go back to the place, the fountain. I need to go back to the fountain. I need to go back to believing Jesus Christ crucified, the slain lamb, the rock, pierced rock of ages. Oh, and I need to keep my faith anchored there that I might have not only access, but those rivers flowing into and up and out of my heart. I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be filled with more of you and less of me. If that's your prayer, why don't you just ask the Lord tonight, Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. I want to be filled with more of you and less of me. I want to be found in Christ. I want to be found in my Savior where the rivers can flow into my heart and up and out of my heart in prayer, in praise, in worship, in singing, melody in my heart. Oh, rivers of living water, rivers of living water. If you need prayer tonight, come, let's pray together. If you need prayer, Oh, yes, we worship you tonight, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you for these rivers of living water. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you tonight. We don't have to be dry one second. We don't have to be without sustenance one second. And if we find ourselves dry and thirsty, all we've got to do is look at the one. Look at the one that you're turning us over to, delivering us unto always that we might see the well, oh, the one who is the well of our salvation. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Lord, we just pray for our brothers and sisters tonight. We ask you, Lord God, to reveal the great truth of Christ and the cross to us, Lord, with greater clarity. Oh, may our hearts be anchored there, unmovable from there. Lord, oh, help us to drink. Help us to learn to drink. Help us to learn to not move away from the well. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be like the woman at the well who dropped her pail and had to go tell somebody where the living waters are found. Hallelujah. The living waters. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The living waters. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We drink. Oh, we drink. Oh, we drink. Oh, we stand with you, Lord. We stand with you. Hallelujah. In this grace, uh, we drink of the fountain. Hallelujah. We drink of the fountain of life. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you for the truth of the cross. Thank you, Lord, for the truth of Calvary. Thank you, Lord, for a people that won't run from the truth, Lord. Thank you for a people that won't run from the cross, but they'll run to the truth of Calvary. Oh, 
hallelujah, another day, another drink, another hour, another drink, another moment, the next moment, Lord, we drink, moment by moment, we drink, teach us to drink from sun up to sundown, teach us to drink, Lord, oh, less of us and more of you. Oh, we drink of the Lamb, hallelujah. Oh, that precious fountain that flows. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. Blessed be the Lord. Touch my sister, Lord God. Oh, rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence and your power. Thank you, Lord God, for your touch on my brother. Thank you, Lord, for filling us with the Holy Spirit again tonight. Filling us with the Holy Spirit. Rivers of living water. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the prayer life that should be. Thank you for worship that should be. Thank you for praise and melody in our hearts unto you that should be. Thank you, Lord, for more moments with you. Intentional pressing in, Lord. Learning what it means to press in for another moment. A greater, a greater and greater experience of who you are to us. Hallelujah to the Lamb. We drink, we drink, Lord, of this Spirit. Oh, we drink of this Spirit. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Let the message of the cross, Lord, be that which allows, God, which produces. Help us to see it right. Help us to see it properly. Help us to hold it dear. Help us to never let go of the truth of the cross so that we never have to find dry moments, Lord. Help us to see what you always deliver us unto. Moment by moment, never a moment that you're not delivering us unto the death of Jesus. Oh, so that every moment you can be found trying us to see if we will continue to look upon the place we drink. Oh, that well of salvation. Oh, we bless the name of Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord God. And we thank you for what you're doing in this place, in our hearts. Even those who are watching with us tonight in the Amen Corner, we thank you, Lord for stirring our hearts. We thank you for stirring our hearts to see things we've not seen, to press in deeper to the things that we have seen, to be more determined to never move away from the well, to never move away from the truth of Calvary. Oh, Lord, help us not to be deceived, seduced, desensitized. Oh, help us not to be desensitized away from the cross. Hallelujah to the Lamb. We thank you tonight for what you're doing in our lives. The offer that you make moment by moment to grow, to partake of you. The offer that you make without fail every moment of our lives to offer the truth of who you are to our hearts. And I thank you, Lord, I thank you for using us in a greater capacity in the days ahead. That you would kindle the fire that should be found burning in our hearts for the work of the ministry in the days ahead. 
we give you all the praise for these things tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, I love Jesus. Amen. I'll see you Sunday morning. God bless you. Have a great night.